There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 54 of Sci-Fi Talk in the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing the two-episode premiere of Season 2 of The Expanse. Ah! I was so glad they were back. <laughs> yes. Oh, so you. great to have Expanse back. It is, and it's so funny because as I was doing the live tweeting, it was coming up on my Facebook, like my memories, and it had been almost a year to date for the finale of the first season as the premiere of the second season. Right. And I'm like, okay, well, this is because, again, Florence Favor, who I love doing the interview with her. She couldn't tell us anything, and we totally found out why in the finale. Right. <laughs> but apparently she's in season two. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be weird because we know she's not alive. Or do we? You think? We don't know what the proto-molecule will do. All right, don't mess with me, Steve. <laughs> that ain't cool, man. All right. I was very happy because this is what we discussed with magicians, that we wanted a double episode premiere. We got it for Expanse, which makes me happy. Yes, we did. And we got some pretty decent ratings. Yes, the two-hour, two-episode premiere brought in a 0.25 in adults 18 to 29 with 0.700 million viewers. It was the 51st overall cable show for the night. Now, it was on par with its regular time slot debut last season at point zero zero point two seven, and better than last week's two-hour 0.23.16 season finale of Incorporated. But yes, Steve and I will still be talking about it, but we, unfortunately, with our schedule, we had not been able to watch the entire Incorporated at the same time. So we're trying to both catch up so we can just do a one-off with that. That, what I've seen, was really good. And really scary, actually. And not like right. horror movie scary, but oh my gosh, this could be reality scary. Yeah. <laughs> but we're in a whole different reality right now with some amazing people. And let me tell you some amazing tweets coming out of this too. Kath Anvar, again, love him. <laughs> yes. Here's Alex, he was tweeting with us. Dominic Tipper, Dominique, I'm sorry. West. Shatham wasn't tweeting East Coast. I don't know if he did West Coast. I think he did do West Coast. Okay. Or at least I've seen a couple of his tweets. And and I'm going to screw up her name. She plays <laughs> Christian. Um, Shoray Agdashlu. I'm probably screwing up her name. I'm sorry. She was tweeting East Coast. And, oh, my gosh, I love her. Yes. Some amazing people. It was great. And I'm going to say, we had a little somebody that we I wasn't expecting to be in this episode. In this show, uh, a little actor that you might know by the name of Mpo Kowahu, who has, we, I actually joined in an interview on uh, Sci Fantasy over on the Nerd Element, because we talked about him and Dirk Gently, and he's been in several of our other sci-fi shows, and now he's here. I think yes. he's, I think he's TV stalking me. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we love him, Paul. So well, so we had not only him, but also um, Deshaun from uh, Why am I blanking on Defiance. That? Oh God, I forgot. Yes. How did I forget that? <laughs> oh, I can't help it. They're just amazing. I love that they just bring up all these people. And of course, yes. we got to see him for a moment, Kevin Hanchard, even though he's yeah. <laughs> he's gone. But we did get to see him for a moment. Yeah, that was um, an easy bug for uh, Kevin that day. Right, so he just lay there and looked dead. All right. But we did talk, well, talked about him a couple times, I guess. Yes. All right. So who shall we start with? Because there was so much stuff happening. Well, seeing that they opened with the um, Mars crew, let's talk about them for a while first. Yeah, we got a, a group of people that actually a lot of people were tweeting think it was a flashback. Right. And until, obviously, we came to the main point in the story, I did not realize it wasn't a flashback. So we have an, a couple new players, the one who's basically forefront of this, uh, Frankie Adams, who plays Roberta Draper, a.k.a. Bobby. Right. She was the gunnery sergeant, because they kept calling her gunny, so I'm assuming from everything else I've seen previously, because I know nothing about military, that it's always gunnery sergeant, but I could be wrong. But talk about Draper and Mars. I mean, that's that's pretty much the relationship. She right. assume We are assuming, because we don't get a whole lot of background, that she grew up on Mars. And she's been training, and she just kind of has a chip on her shoulder that they have not been able to terraform to the point that they'd wanted to. Right. Because they keep putting money into military. Right. Because of Earth. And it's all Earth's fault, so she's got this massive chip on her shoulder wanting to go to war with Earth. And I found it interesting that we do get a little little bit of information from her commander, because she's like, let's blow them up because they took our people. And he's like, listen, listen, we don't know what happened. And we don't want to go to war with them. Right. And he's telling a little story about, you know, this almost happened. And she's like, we've all heard that story. He's like, no, I lived this story. It wasn't just a story. Right. And I think it's going to be really hard for her. And she's just going to be this real hard-nosed, screw-all-earthers kind of thing, kind of person. Right. She's going to be the loose cannon for the Mars group that Amos is for the Rossi crew. See, I'm thinking she's even going to be a little, like, worse. <laughs> I don't know, because Amos, Amos seems to be like, he'll do whatever he thinks needs to be done, but the second Naomi is like, hey, hey, back off, he's like, all right. And I, I kind of feel like Draper, I mean, only backed off a little because, you know, her commanding officer was right there. But if she's right. just kind of in a situation on her own, I don't know if she'll ever back off. Right. Well, it, and the same with Amos. If Naomi is nowhere around and he gets those look in his eyes that he did in this episode, you ain't stopping him. Mm, you know what? Yeah, you're right. I keep thinking he that. he would have just snapped. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, because I keep thinking that he half. has his, like, he knows where his line is. But I don't think he does know where his line is. No, Naomi is his line. Mm. Yeah, well, Miller and Amos, <laughs> you want to talk about them for a second? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that went... Uh, Sideways quick? Yeah, and of course, Miller's just wanting to get a pound of flesh back for his friend, but that was not the man to take on because 
Yeah, well, Miller like said if I Naomi mean, didn't show up, he would have been in the body bag with his yeah. buddy. I mean, come on, look at Miller, just physical type, and then look right. at Amos. Yeah. Do you really think you were taking him? I mean, he, you were a cop, but he's not afraid of you because you're not anymore. You have right. no power. You have no authority. So, mm, yeah, that's probably a stupid move. But at the same time, I feel like that kind of got them to where they needed to be. Right. Well, it was probably the best scene of the whole episode is Alex decides to break out his old lasagna. <laughs> recipe and have everybody just sit down and talk not shop just talk and of course we get the great story of the cheese that <laughs> it was like black market dis- cheese yeah black market cheese that uh, the star helix cops all stole and <laughs> that was just really funny and then and now okay because it all happened at the same time i don't know if it was strictly Twitter, or if they actually said something and I missed it just because I was laughing because I did read it. They were talking about black market cheese fart because of it. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, that was Miller said that, that <laughs> when the mayor called all of, or their boss, yeah, it wasn't the mayor, it was their boss, called them all in to try to find out what happened. Everybody in the room was farting cheese bad and he couldn't, the guy didn't didn't know. It just went over him, and that was what gave him such a good laugh. Oh, my gosh. Just, yeah. <laughs> and it was so funny because, yeah, you, you get Alex like, oh, yeah, well, you know, we didn't have cheese. So we had to, you know, figure this out. We didn't have wheat. So we had to figure this It's like, okay, I love it. They're like, so what exactly did you make? <laughs> and I love the pan, which is so funny because this was all over Twitter, that it's like, and I can't even describe the pan. It's, it was one of those where it's all edges for, it was supposed to be for brownies. Like that's Probably. what it was originally marketed for. <laughs> so you get like the edge for the brownie. Cause it's like the, it's a weirdly shaped pan like that. And I thought that was hilarious. They're like, look at, apparently it lasts well into the future. <laughs> I'm like, Hey, there's a few things. And apparently, you know what else lasts all the way into our future here? FedEx. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, I wonder how much FedEx had to pay to. To advertise, like, we're not just here. We're here in the future, too. That's right. Talk about an unbelievably awesome ad placement. Right? Probably one of the best ever, if not the best ever. (laughs) It was great because that's how our people get on the station later, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. But it was great. It's like, oh, loose shipping containers. We're coming for them. FedEx, really. (laughs) It was great. All right. Shall we talk about Holden and Naomi? Yeah, they have a couple of um, really nice conversations trying to figure out, you know, what they're supposed to be doing next. And Holden finds out that Naomi's not scared. She's just angry. Do you think that surprised him? I think it did. I really do think it did. She was more angry with what was going on than than he was. He was just, you know, he's he's not a captain. and He's having to be one, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because that's the first thing Naomi hits him with is, are you okay? You know, he's trying to recover from radiation poisoning and possibly cancer. And Yeah, really interesting at that because he's like, yeah, well, we need a leader, so I have to do this. Right. And he's having hallucinations, which one of the hallucinations scared the hell out of me, which I'm sure you know, where it was like 
he started coughing and then like what we've seen are the proto molecule like come out. Right. And I was like, Oh my God, it's in him. I started freaking out. And thankfully like he wakes up. Right. But I mean, obviously he has guilt and Alex has guilt. Oh yeah. Big time. And they're thinking they could have saved more people possibly or, or if they'd gotten there earlier, but you, you can't go with the what if. No. Because that'll just kill you. Yes. But they also had interesting, a weird little thing able to shoot underneath both Holden and Miller's arm, like under their skin, that will prevent cancer from ever latching on. Right. But they'll never be able to reproduce. <laughs> I mean, Miller was like, I didn't want any any little me's running around anyway. But well, no, he said he took care of that in the military. Oh no, I'm sorry, Miller. Miller yeah, Miller want, was afraid. But, yeah, he didn't want to have any little yeah, <laughs> any knees running around. Yeah, Holden though. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. He's like, oh, I froze some when I went to the Navy. It's like, what? That seemed kind of weird. I wonder if that's almost like protocol because they're going to be out in space and who knows what's going to happen to them. Right. Like they could be exposed to stuff like this. So <laughs> kind of interesting that they were like, oh, okay. But I know we're jumping like all crazy. Let's take a minute <laughs> to go back to Naomi and Amos. Okay. Because they're trying to open up the safe that they've gotten last season. Right. And then find out that it is essentially, was it three or four tubes of the protomolecule? Yeah. Which I was all for them shipping it right into the sun. Right. But at the same time, who knows what kind of effect that would have had. As right. much as I think it would destroy <laughs> yeah. it, I'm thinking, well, we don't know. Because if radiation actually yeah. helped it grow... I mean, mm-hmm. isn't the sun, doesn't it essentially have radiation too? And I don't know. It was weird. I was scared. And I was glad that it got off the ship though. Yes. It needed to be off the ship. And I don't know how I feel about Amos being so totally level headed about everything. Like in regards yes. to that, like he's opening it up like he could die. It, it doesn't matter. There was a, a moment later. He's like, okay, wait, I'm on it because the Rossi gets shot shot at and like right. pole breaches and and he's just like oh, okay i'll take care of it just like no no anything there was like no emotion right i don't know how yeah, i feel when they about lost that. a thruster yeah knowing that he could die because even you know they're like we're going to do a hard g you you can get hurt you could die and he's like oh, okay i got this <laughs> i mean how do you feel about that what do you think they're trying to make him like completely emotionless he kind of has been for the most part I feel like they're playing it up way more, though. Like, he doesn't even care if he dies. I don't think it's, he doesn't care. He's just not scared to. Hmm. He thinks, I, I have a feeling he thinks he can avoid it by doing the right things in a certain situation. Hmm. That's interesting. I didn't think about that. Yeah, I mean, they were belters. So he's worked on how many asteroids been in certain death situations and always made it out. So, yeah, there's probably a certain amount of confidence that he has because of his experience in the past. Okay. Oh, geez. It, it's kind of crazy, though, with all of it. Or he just don't care. Now, like I said, he <laughs> may just not care. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. I mean, yeah, I was alive right then and there, and Earth and Mars look like they're about to annihilate each other. Yeah, I might not care so much either <laughs> you have an all-out war in the cosmos there's probably not going to be a whole lot left afterwards mm, that's true especially seeing that yes we did see that unlike 
most other sci-fi shows that we've seen that do occur in space. This time, shots are fired, and they breach the hull. Yep. And that was just awesome. Yeah, because actually a lot of people were commenting, you know, you never see that on, like, Star Trek or, you know. Or Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah. Or anything, yes. Right, that you actually have them. And coming through, and it was weird because it was, like, they didn't have atmosphere on because they were all wearing their suits. Right, so well, had, they turned it off specifically for that. So they, so if they did get hit, it wouldn't be that massive decompression right then. They already were ready for it. But it was weird because they did that, and you see, like, then almost like the hot metal, like, sparks right. floating. It was so weird. Yeah, it was cool and weird, but so much was happening. And this was because there was a stealth ship. And we're kind of jumping into the second episode already, but yeah, <laughs> it's okay. We're going to jump back and forth with the people. Because they went to talk to, or they went back to the station, I should say, originally, so they can talk to Johnson. Right. And Johnson's all, all like, kind of shitty. <laughs> you know, I sent you for this, but wh- what's going on? You didn't bring anybody, and you you took off the disguise. and No communications. And, and his, like, second in command is, like, should we greet them with guns? Yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of funny because Miller is the one who shut him down right away. Right. Talking about Julie. And it was kind of crazy because I think that kind of startled him. Right. Yeah. Johnson was not expecting that. So after that was all said and done with Miller's little rant, Naomi and Holden end up telling him everything that they found. They found this video and what it all said and how basically it's a giant experiment. And all this information is going to this place, communications array basically right and it doesn't seem like anybody's there but somebody's there right (laughs) because they do know that there's a stealth ship there and again how are these things being made and nobody's noticing this crap seems odd well johnson's been making stealth engines for quite a while now yeah true oh my gosh so johnson decides hey we need to go take care of this find out what's going on so we're going to load up a bunch of people and well that's when we get fedex involved yeah, and fortunately Miller ends up being on the second one because the first one gets shot down. Uh, I was freaking out because we obviously didn't know what was happening. Right. Other than Miller throwing up at one point, which is really yeah. gross. Thanks for the realism, sci-fi. I could have yeah. passed on that. <laughs> really could have passed on that part. Um, But we got some other realism right before that with Naomi and Holden. Yes. Yeah, a little uh adult time. And sci-fi really took it to that point. It was a wide shot, but right. you knew what Looking they were out doing. out through the window. <laughs> yeah. But you knew what was happening. Yeah. Fortunately, Holden turned off the interior camera. <laughs> and I love the tweet that happened right there was, good thing he hit the camera and didn't space them both. Right. <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah, it's a touch screen. It's not like you could feel for the big button. So right. <laughs> good thing. Good thing he knows because that would have been awkward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, I'm like totally skipping what's happen- happening on Earth with Avasalara. It's so much going on. Let me go back to her, then we'll get back to the FedEx. <laughs> right. <laughs> so she's like walking out, talking. She's going to board a transport, and they're trying to tell her to not board it, and she she's getting interference, and then the transport is attacked, and thankfully she's alive. Right. She finds, uh, oh crap, what's his name? Ah, who does she go to? She goes to a different guy 
to actually help her by following, kind of like being a bodyguard, but not a bodyguard. Well, yeah, she wanted a spy, and she actually went to a friend of her son's who had a very uh, dubious past. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to say it. Yeah. Well, he he seems to be doing pretty good, trying to get the information. And I felt like it, he was trying to save her by giving this information to her. But she got a lot more than I think she bargained for. Either that or she's really good at at reading a room and playing off what's happening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You you, know, you kind of get the feeling that, yeah, she doesn't want this war, but the first time they're all together, she concurs that they ought to mobilize their ships. Then she basically tells them not to attack the Mars ship that's coming up on the station right behind them quickly, and you kind of go, hmm? Right. It was but apparently she is aware that Aaron Wright is somehow involved in all of this. That's why I'm saying she can either really read the room well or she just knows something. Right. And I think a lot of it was that she was reading the room real well until she finally got the um, the head of the fleet that resigned to uh, basically tell her what he knew about Fred Johnson and that Johnson basically was set up that the people in the government at the time didn't care. They wanted the Belchers to learn a lesson. So they basically blocked the communication of the Belchers surrendering. And so Johnson blew him up. That was really kind of messed up too, because yeah. now she wants to reach out right, and find out more, but that would be considered treason. So yeah. is this man going to help her? Is the big question. I think he will just because of his relationship with her son, I think. I really do think she, he will go through with it and get her a, a meeting with Johnson hmm. or at least communicate with her. Well, this should be interesting to find out how that's going to turn out because right. she's the wild card here. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they've, they've been pushing this. You've got to pick a side. Mm-hmm. Well, and... <laughs> I think we might have three sides and not just two. I think there might even be more than that, to be honest. Yeah, before it's over with. Right, because everyone's <laughs> like, are you siding with Mars, the Belters, or Earth? Right. Well, I think there's more. There's a whole lot more that we don't know. Ah, this is getting good. Yes. Okay, so let's jump to our episode two, Doors and Corners, where we're trying to get on this station to try to find out what's going on. And one of... The groups make it on. Of course, the Rossi makes it on, and Johnson makes it on. Right. So the one big group has Miller, thankfully. And as the one kid who we actually met in season one, who was stealing right, the water. Right, on Cersei's. Yeah. yeah, on Cersei's. Who was stealing the water. He, You know, he's on there, and he's, like, telling Miller, oh, we made it. That wasn't that bad. And all of a sudden, he gets shot and goes down. And I was like, holy crap. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it because it happened so fast. Because right. when he got onto the station, it seemed like it was dead. And then, you know, well, Miller and his crew end up lighting these guys up. Yeah, because they all just started firing like crazy. And Miller has to basically shut them down. He goes over to the kid and finds out that he didn't actually get shot. It was a gel round. Right. So it made me wonder what the heck that's supposed to be because they didn't really explain it. Is it supposed to almost be like a beanbag thing? Right. It, it's basically, uh, 
what prison guards use for crowd control. Which seems kind of weird to have that if you're trying to really protect a station. Well, but- they they probably figured that, yeah, a stealth ship's going to be able to do it, so they don't, you know, they really weren't going to need that much on the station, thinking that, yeah, their stealth ship will do it. Well, the Rossi took care of the ship. Yeah. That surprised me, which was good, because I, I didn't want the Rossi to go down, obviously. But I was really surprised, I was happily surprised they took them out. And it seemed like everybody was taken out on the station. And they get into a room, and of course Miller's like, get up, get up. Well, these people were more like the computers. Right. They're like, just plug <laughs> right into in. into the computers. And, well, when Miller turned them off, they, they kind of went crazy. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, everybody reacts and ends up killing all of these guys except one. Right. And I, I don't know if Miller knew what he was doing or just kind of had an idea and didn't know that they would be all crazed. What do you think? Yeah, I don't think he expected them to get all crazy, but he didn't bother to tell everybody that when I turn this off, something might happen. We need these people alive. Don't fire. Yeah, that would have been good to say beforehand. Yeah. So Miller's got a lot to learn, too. Yeah. Well, they end up saving one, and then he's like, keep this guy alive. I have to go in the other room because he's following all the wires. You know, he's smart enough to follow where everything's supposed to be going. To, right. And he gets in the room, and this just weird guy, he's like, shut it off. And that guy wasn't plugged in, so he starts shutting it all off. And then we have super creepy guy who just keeps talking. You know, Miller's pulling him out, and wait, did Miller punch him? He did, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. He used the butt of his um, handgun and just popped him in the head with it. And at this point, Johnson and Holden finally get there, and, you know, the guy's talking, and he's like, listen, I don't care who's in charge, but I need to get back to doing this. I will work for you. It doesn't matter. I'll give you what you want. And the guy's just babbling and babbling, and he's talking about the protomolecule. And, you know, they're like... And we could be gods. Right. They're listening to him, and I'm like, uh, okay, guys, you're listening to him. What are you doing? Because you're actually right, listening right. to him. <laughs> and he just kept, oh, God, <laughs> it was driving me crazy that they were just like, okay, no, no, I need you to yeah, make it. Yeah, Johnson care. agrees to it. He says, yeah, you give us all your data, and we got a deal. And then he, <laughs> cha-pow. Yeah, Miller's like, yeah, no. Because he's we seen what happened. And because the guy wasn't like, oh, no, no, this is scientific research, and we didn't mean to do this. or and, You know, he, he had no remorse. Oh, no. He's like, no, 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 because if we it. can use this, we can colonize deep space, and we can colonize the gas giants, and it wouldn't matter. It's like, uh you didn't see what happened to those people. You really didn't. Like, you kind of went through like it was no big deal. Yeah. It's like, no. Yeah, it was, it was Petri dish. What's 100,000 belters? Oh, and, yeah, at that point, I mean, come on. You have to understand that he's going to be kind of ticked about that. Mm-hmm. And Johnson, just being kind of cool about it, you know, Holden wanted a cure. And Johnson, I feel like, wanted a weapon, too. It's possible. I just couldn't deal with the way they did it but well you know miller took the guy out of the equation yeah you do still have the one guy who's kind of crazy but you know you never know what's going to happen oh i know i was all over i couldn't help it this episode was like (laughs) oh my god it was great especially because there wasn't that many breaks so it it was right yeah limited commercial (laughs) interruptions for sure so i'm sure i missed something what what did i miss that that is important oh, I here. Know. I don't think you miss much. I mean, <laughs> I just didn't put it in a really good sequence. That's all. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, it's great. It's getting better. Like, I just know the next episode is going to, it just keeps jacking up the tension. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, it's getting, yeah, the, the tension was definitely on high alert this episode, and it's going to keep continuing going up oh, from here. Awesome. All right. So. We got Mars and Earth. Yep. Staring down the barrels at each other, and who knows what Johnson and the Rossi's going to do. Right. And it's crazy because you have people on Earth in the Security Council with Avis Lara that are ready to blow up a station, a Mars station. So this is going to get, like, really hardcore, I think. Yes. All right. So we want to know what you think. So make sure you send us your ideas. What do you think is going to happen? Do you want to join us and talk about your ideas on here? Let us know. Fangirlzonepodcast at gmail.com. But you can always find everything at www.fangirlzone.com because we have a contact page, and it has everything, and you just click it, and it links right to it. It's so simple. And, of course, we want you to rate and review us on every platform that you're finding us on because good ratings are going to help other fans of the show find us. And, of course, we hope you're enjoying it, and we want to know. We want to hear from you. Make sure you guys keep tweeting with them because it is huge. And Steve is finding information about how they're keeping track of this and, like, seriously keeping track, and it's great. Yes. So, and don't forget to tweet with us, you know, FGC Podcast. You'll find our personal Twitters on there, too, because Steve and I will tweet from our personal ones as well. But Yes, well. So, for this episode, the premiere of Season 2 of The Expanse, I am Sean Fangirlass. And I'm Steve. We did not choose this, but this is our fight now. We're the only ones who knows what's going on down there, the only ones with the chance to stop it. Until next time.